0: Scripture reading today is from Luke 2. We're going to start in verse 8. If you want to turn along, I'll I'll pause for a moment there. Luke 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. During this Advent season, we're talking about four kind of Christmasy words. Last week, we talked about hope, and today we're going to be talking about peace. And this passage mentions peace, and what you heard Jason, uh, sorry, Gabriel, uh, bring to you live, uh, is this word about peace on earth. Now, peace, like we talked about last week with hope, has two kind of dimensions to it. There's an internal peace, and there's external peace. You know, the internal is really, you know, we would say, you know, in kind of, Christianese language, like, my soul is at rest. We we, we feel like things are good inside. We're not stressed. We're not anxious. uh, We're not angry. There's not kind of, you know, conflict or, or things in our life that's getting the best of us. And when we look at, you know, peace externally, you know, usually that word is talking about kind of absence of commotion or conflict. So when you're in your home and the kids are running around, you know, and you're like, oh, I just want some peace. You're talking about, you know, the commotion, the noise, the loudness. And also, obviously, we speak about peace between nations or, you know, where there's a lack of conflict. Now, sometimes uh, we, we get these two aspects of peace muddled. Confuse them a little bit. Um... And we'll say things like, "I just, man, I just want some peace. Maybe it's, you know, in your place of work, there's, there's conflict or, uh, you know, the kids are crazy every day and Christmas just amps that up and, you know, all the excitement around it that, you know, can turn into lots of different fun behaviors. Um, we sometimes kind of get these two parts of peace confused. The Hebrew word for peace, if you're familiar with that, is the word shalom. And that represents uh, more than maybe what we would consider with the English word for peace. And that word really represents uh, wholeness, completeness, the way that things are supposed to be. So if you apply that to the external things, you know that's describing the world as it should be. I mean, just all the stuff in our world that is terrible and horrible and painful, none of that being a part of our world. That's the picture of shalom. And the same for inside of us, where we are living in a state of continual wholeness, where our thoughts, our reactions, um, the things that we do and say are all coming from like our true self. They're, they're all mirroring, as uh, if you're a Christian, the way and the life of Jesus. So here's the thing that you need to hear this morning about peace, is that Jesus gives us more than just a piece of peace. What you heard in the skit today about, you know, the good news and the joy and peace on earth. And in the scripture reading today, Jesus offers us more than just a little slice of peace. He wants us to have peace within and he wants us to have peace on earth. Sometimes though, we settle for just a piece of peace. Where that's what we want. Well, we just want some conflicts in the world to stop. Or some of those bad things to not happen anymore. Or internally, I just, I just don't want to be anxious anymore. Or I want the kids to quiet down. Or I want stuff to stop being so hard at work. Or if I, if I could just get through this semester of studies and make it to the break. Jesus gives us more than just a piece of peace. I did an update video a week and a half ago, and I sensed the Lord was really speaking to me about this word that Jesus says in John 12 about hating your life. The Lord was speaking to me and he said, the way of the world is to love your life and to hate yourself. It is to, it is to value the circumstances and the experiences of this life over and above, the person that you're truly made to be. And what that looks like in relation to peace is that when we, when we have a lack of peace, we, we violate or go against our true self, the person that God has called us to be, to get just a piece of peace in our life. So we compromise on our values in order to to try to just get some little portion of a break in life. You know, the world is constantly flooding you with messages to love your life, that it's all about the experiences, it's all about the career trajectory and your success in school and, you know, the vacations that you take. That That's what you should love. And the devil is constantly speaking to get you to hate yourself, to devalue the calling on your life, the values of Jesus and the kingdom, the way of Jesus to live that. He's constantly wanting you to compromise and devalue who you are. And Jesus flips that on its head. He says, no, 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 no. My followers are those who hate their lives. And then he also, though, calls us to love ourselves. When he's saying that, it's not that we you know despise the experiences or this world, but in 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 comparison to living out our authentic true self, the person that God made you to be, the person that he's called you to be, the potential that he's put in your life. We're called to love ourselves, and that means loving the person that God says that we are, and therefore living those values out, even if it costs us something in terms of the experience of life. And so oftentimes we find ourselves uh, in a place where we're lacking some peace, and the world or the devil is trying to tempt us to just settle for a slice. And compromise on who we really are. Or just kind of forget about that. And be really angry or frustrated. Because we're not experiencing something. But Jesus is calling us to something else. The Apostle Paul writes. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication. Sorry big Christian word there. Just telling God. Present your request to God. Just tell Him what's going on in your heart and what your experience is. And with thanksgiving, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. You're so at peace that you can't even comprehend that that's possible. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What that passage is talking about is, is surrender. Surrender. You're giving over the circumstances of your life. You're expressing the lack of peace. You're you're handing that to God. Rather than trying to control things or compromise your values and who you are to manipulate so that you can get just a piece of peace. Jesus is wanting to give you an overwhelming supply of peace that passes all understanding. And it starts with a place of surrender. He's saying, "Just just tell me what's going on and give it over to me. Thanksgiving is also a place of surrender. It's where you're, you're actually, instead of demanding certain things or looking for things that are in a lack, you're looking at what you have received from God, the gifts of God that are all around us, the goodness that is in this world. Both of those are the, a place of surrender, which is, in a sense, what Jesus is saying when he says, hate your life. Surrender your life. Give it over to me. Let go of control. Don't compromise your values. Love who you are. And let that love, right, bring you to a place of surrender so that you can receive the peace that passes all understanding. That's a pretty significant thing, isn't it? What Jesus is offering is more than just a piece of peace. It's an abiding peace. It's a forever peace. It's a peace that is unshakable, so that no matter what you experience in your life, no matter what's going on, you can say, along with that famous hymn writer, it's well with my soul. It doesn't mean you're not experiencing negative emotions, but it means that there's a place of settledness because you've decided to hate your life, you've decided to surrender, you've decided to give the circumstances over to Jesus so that he can give you an incredible exchange of the peace that passes all understanding. Now, but that's not all. Because as we talked about in the beginning, the external peace is something that God is after too. Peace on earth. And the scripture I'm going to read to close this time before we have some discussion, you're going to hear about of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The Bible tells us where this world is going. It's going towards peace. Every tear being wiped away, all sorrow and pain are gone. And the presence of God being fully realized on earth. And it's people that walk in an internal, unshakable peace that comes from hating their life, from surrendering, from being thankful And receiving that peace as a gift from Jesus that he gives to us, it's those people that are able to release peace and bring peace on this earth. Now, I'm sorry, that's very black and white. And we're all experiencing up and downs and on a journey, right, of of leaning into the peace that Jesus offers us. He even says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. He's wanting to give us an abundance, not just a slice. So know today, guys, that peace is a possibility for you. A peace that's unshakable and it begins with surrender. It begins with giving over the cares and concerns and asking Jesus to give you His peace in the moment. And it comes through thankfulness of, of recognizing the gifts that are already present that God has given to you. And refusing to control compromise who you are in order to try to maintain some level of peace. No, it's the opposite way, the way of Jesus. So we're going to turn now at our tables. We've got a few questions uh, for you to process today. And so phase one is going to be, I want you to share what's, what I'm calling an appreciation story. Now you've got to keep it short because we don't have a ton of time. We've got about 20 minutes before we close. Okay, But I want you to go around the table and you don't have to share but something from your week or today that's a moment. So you're not saying, I'm thankful for donuts. You're saying, I'm thankful for the donut I ate Wednesday morning. It was absolutely incredible, and I had, had a nice hot cup of coffee to go with it. Oh, you're reliving that. And again, we're practicing what this passage you just talked about, and re- recognizing in thankfulness the gifts that God is giving to us that we are just receiving from Him. That's the first round. Okay, the second round, you're just going to ask, hey, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning And from the scripture or uh, you know, from what Brian was talking about it? And what do you sense you need to do to respond to that? Okay, So that'll be kind of round two, and you can just share both of those questions at the same time. And then uh, at the end of that, just take some time to pray for each other. And if there's anything else that's going on in your life, feel free to share that, and we can pray for each other. Okay? So I'm going to read, I'm going to close with this passage from Isaiah 9, and then You guys can immediately launch into discussion. Please eat some chocolate. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you've shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders.